Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why does making friends as an adult feel so what hard? What should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a formal? But that hookup was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Josie Santi. And I know there are so many of you out there who are not feeling fulfilled by your career or are interested in making a pivot, but don't know how. So for our happy hour today, I am joined by the Every Girl's branded content editor, Ashley Selicky. She obviously works full-time at the Every Girl, but started out as a nurse and made a huge career change from healthcare into media, two very different industries. I grilled her for all of her advice on making a career change, and we also really hope to dispel the stigma that wanting to make a career change means you failed or that the career you decide on in college is what you should be stuck with for your whole life. Hopefully, some of you will leave this episode feeling inspired and maybe a little less alone. Let's dive in. Before we dive into the episode, this week's winner of the $100 Amazon gift card is C-H-U-S-S-255. Also, side note, I always feel so awkward every time I read a username. I feel like I'm in the Cinderella story when they're talking about like Princeton girl. It's always awkward to read a username. But this person said, so informative and entertaining. These podcast topics set you up for a well-rounded, informative, and healthy lifestyle. I recommend this podcast to all of my friends. If you've left a review, truly thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. I'm not kidding when I say that Elaine and I pour over every single one. We read all of your reviews and it means so much to us because our purpose in this podcast is to provide you with content that's inspiring. It makes you feel good and entertains you. So to know that we're doing just that truly means the world to us. If this was your review, DM us a screenshot at the Evergirl podcast on Instagram to collect your Amazon gift card. And then everybody else, please do not forget to leave a five-star rating and review if this episode or our podcast has left you any amount of value and for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card for this week, which who does not need more money for Amazon? Now let's get into my convo with Ashley. Okay, welcome Ashley to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on and chat and have our happy hour conversation, even though it's like, for me, it's like 1.30. I really got to play these happy hours, better timing so we can have yeah. wine. And yeah. Do the I mean, happy hour, happy hour is any hour. If you ask happy me. Hour, you're right. If you try <laughs> hard enough and you're in the right place, happy hour is any hour. Okay, Ashley, well, introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about you, your current job title, where you located, all of the deets. Yeah. My name is Ashley Seliki. I am the branded content editor at The Every Girl. I am Chicago-based, but Michigan-born. I went to the University of Michigan, so go blue always. I Yeah, I live in Chicago with 
my boyfriend Cam and our three cats, though I would not necessarily consider myself a cat person, which is a story for another day. So give us some fun facts too, because I kind of want some like, like tell us like your Zodiac sign, your favorite Taylor Swift song and like your go-to hangover breakfast. Okay. So we'll start with my Zodiac sign. I am a Virgo. I just had a birthday, August 26th. Um, All of my best friends are Virgos, but I always say I don't necessarily identify with Virgo vibes, mostly because I think the stereotypical Virgo is quite type A. And outside of work, I'm pretty much a hot mess. Like my apartment is always (laughs) a cyclone. Like like the 1-800-EMPIRE theme song is always playing in my brain. Like I'm just all over the place. So, and when I tell people that they're like, oh, you're rising and your moon or whatever it is, like you might resonate more with that. And unfortunately, that's not the case for me either. But um, we love a Virgo. I have lots of Virgo friends, so I'm honored to wear the title. My go-to meal is the Gigi Hadid vodka pasta. I have- you you make yes. that so much and it makes me drool. I need to definitely step out of my comfort zone and try something else. But at this point, I am making it twice a week. I have adapted the recipe a little bit for myself, which is basically more cheese and more garlic, um, just the way we like it. Sure. But that is definitely my go-to meal. My favorite Taylor Swift album is Folklore. And I wasn't a huge Swifty growing up. I don't know. I thought it was like she was cheesy. I just didn't really get it. And then when Folklore came out, I was like, whoa, what have I been missing? And then I backtracked, put my foot in my mouth and was like, oh my God, she is my queen. Uh, We love her. (laughs) And I'm very excited for Midnight to come out, counting down the days. Oh my God. Yeah. It's always interesting. Like there are, I feel like either growing up, you were like a diehard. Like I, when her Taylor Swift, the album came out, I was like, this is summarizing my prepubescent life. Like, this is everything I ever wanted. And then there's the people that are like, Taylor Swift, whatever, like, blah, blah, blah. And then Folklore comes out, and it's like this whole new fandom. So it really is. It's like different types of Taylor Swift fans. So I love knowing that that's your type. Yeah. And now I'm a Swifty through and through. It took me a while, but I'm on board. I know. Welcome, Ashley. We're we're happy you're here. We've been waiting for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So today we are discussing making major career changes because you get asked all the time for info on your major career change, which we're going to dive into so much. Um, And also as a brand at the Every Girl, it's one of the most common career topics is how do I change careers? How do I get into a new industry? So first off, take it from the top, like start with college, back to your Michigan days. Ashley's a diehard Michigan girl. I love that about you. So tell us, what did you study and what did you want to be when you grow up? you know, coming back from your college days. So I'm going to take it back even farther. We'll go back to high school. Love it. When I was applying to colleges, I had no idea what I wanted to do in life. I was kind of split between, oh, I like learning about human biology, but I also like writing. And when I was looking at career paths at that time, I was like, oh, medicine seems like a really like stable field to get into. There's always job availability. So I ended up applying to the University of Michigan School of Nursing right out of high school. And I got in and I I really didn't have a great grasp on what nursing entailed fully. I knew that my aunt was a nurse and I thought she was super great. And I liked the idea of 
helping people and being able to learn more in the field of science um, and to be able to apply that in like a customer service type of way. But then as I started learning more and getting deeper and deeper into clinicals, I never really felt that passion and fire that I felt like a lot of my classmates had, which honestly made me feel very guilty because I'm like, I feel so privileged to be here in this school of nursing that people would die to be in. I had never found anything within it that really like lit my fire that I was really excited about, but I kept sticking with it for those same reasons that I got into it for in the first place, which was that it's a great career. There's so many things you can do within nursing. And maybe I just haven't found the clinical placement that I love yet. So come senior year, I actually had a clinical placement in a pediatric emergency department at the University of Michigan. And I was like, oh, this is finally something I could see myself doing. So I stuck with it. Long story short, post-grad, I did work in an adult emergency department. And I just felt like I was missing a creative outlet in my life. So at that time, I created a blog that nobody read. It was called In Small Doses. And I would talk about like nursing lifestyle, but I really loved having that outlet to be able to like write with a humor twist, some of the things that I was experiencing in nursing. And then that kind of fell off, uh, never really gained any traction. But then when I moved to Chicago in 2019, I took it a little bit more seriously in the fact that I was like, well, maybe I can be a freelance writer on the side. So in 2019, I started working as a pediatric emergency nurse at Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago. And I was also at that same time building up a freelance writing resume that wasn't so nursing focused, kind of highlighting some projects that were outside of nursing. And then I came across a post from the every girl on Instagram saying that they were hiring editorial interns. And my first thought was there is absolutely no way that I will get this, but it will be a good deadline for myself to get a portfolio together and a cover letter for media and all those sorts of things. So I kind of like used it for myself just to have a reason to like gather all of those materials, not really thinking that I would get it because in my mind, I'm like, I'm a nurse. I don't have any experience in media. There's no way that they would take a chance on me. But I really tried in my cover letter and within the resume and in my writing samples to communicate that my skills as a nurse would apply to the field of media. So I focused on the ability to prioritize and delegate, work under pressure, have people skills, communicate with team members. So I really focused on that in the cover letter. And then they were able to see my writing voice from the writing samples that I provided from my blog. So long story short, I did get the internship in 2019. And at that time, I was still working full-time as a nurse and I was actually working nights. So there were some instances where I would work overnight and then do this internship during the day. I wasn't telling anybody I was doing that, which looking back, not good for mental health, but I was like, this is my big break. I'm going to make it work. Yeah. And the rest is history. That is how I transitioned. And then I just, while I was an intern, I really was a sponge and tried to learn as much about the company as I could. And I made myself kind of indispensable by being a yes girl who knew so many different parts of the company. So then when they realized that there was a need for a branded content editor, they went to me first before 
they were looking for external candidates and it ended up being a really good fit. It really, I mean, so much of what you just said is so interesting because for one, like you would never think nursing would have anything to do with a career in media. Right. But that was so smart that you were like, there's a lot of people skills, there's communication, there's organization, there's all these different skills that can be applied. And then I'm sure, you know, in the way that you kind of explained, this is how I have these skills and this is how I apply them. Yeah. That you showed awareness of media and an understanding of media, even not coming from that industry. So a lot of what you said is is so interesting and I have so many follow-up questions, but first I want you to go into um, like, okay, so you're, you became an intern. I actually didn't even know that you were go- going from like shifts at the hospital straight to work or like vice versa. That yeah. you, I knew that you were obviously doing both. You were like a full-time nurse and then had this internship. But I, I, that's crazy that yeah. it'd be like within the same day. Right. That's so wild. But, but how did it go from, um, you know, kind of doing both and having the internship and nursing to I'm going to leave nursing and yeah. go all in on media? So it actually took me a long time of straddling both to make that decision. I really was using nursing as a crutch in case my internship that grew into an editorial assistant position like fell through. Um, so I stayed in nursing a lot more, a lot longer than I anticipated. I actually, so I accepted the role as a branded content editor in October of 2021. At that time, I was part-time at the hospital and then I scaled it back to contingent in order to do the full-time work. But I was still working weekends as a nurse up until like three months ago. And we were in the office and we were talking about that one TikTok trend that's like our coworkers and their problems. And Jessica was like, Ashley has three jobs, but like, because I do the TikTok creation, content creation, and then I do the branded content editor role. And I was a registered nurse. Um, And I'm like, wow, this is excessive. And then summer came around and I really wanted to use my weekends to reset, recharge, travel to see my family members. And it was getting difficult to hit those requirements at the hospital. So ultimately, I believe it was in June. I was like, okay, it's time. Let's do it. Cut the cord. And yeah, I'm definitely a lot happier. So did it feel like a gradual kind of like natural moving away from nursing? Like it sounds like you kind of had different phases of you know, doing nursing full-time, then moving to part-time and then moving to weekends and then moving to not at all. That's exactly, yep. That's exactly the progression. That's really helpful too of, of you kind of had the opportunity to be, you know, very almost like gradual in it and, and kind of like lean towards just like where your heart and, you know, desires and interest was taking you. Like, how did you manage, I guess, all of those things at once? Cause it's true. And, and also Ashley has an amazing TikTok. That's, so great that she has um, so many great day in the life videos and fun content. So it really is like you're doing that. You were doing nursing and then you were also doing this internship that then turned into a full-time job. So how did you manage that? And also like, I'm really curious that what was it that made you think, okay, I'm going to leave nursing. I'm going to like kind of put all my eggs into a different basket than the basket that I had gone to school for and told myself I was going to be like, where did that transition just happen for you internally? Yeah. So I'll start with the second part of your question. I feel like nurses often sell themselves short. And it's a kind of old school way of thinking that you have to stay within the field that you were trained. And I really had that ingrained in my brain for so long. I think it took 
me seeing that people were able to be nursing bloggers on the side that helped give me the confidence to start that blog on my own and seeing the way that I was able to make it come together, even at an amateur level, really just helped to boost my confidence in creating content, both socially and like editorially. And like I said, very small scale, but giving myself those exercises and really giving myself credit for the skills that I had once I'd started to kind of dip my toes in and create that portfolio, I was like, damn, I can do this. So I think once I built up my confidence a little bit and started small, like nobody was reading it, but I was. And that was truly all that mattered because it built my confidence up to be like, okay, I can do this. So I think during the blog time, I started to have that changing of headspace. And it was like two two years into my nursing career at this point. And I was starting to see people leave not the field of nursing, but I was in the emergency department and I was starting to see other nurses pursue different specialties. And I was like, well, if they can do that, why can't I do this in a different industry? And ultimately I did. Like what you said too about how understanding that nurses, that people doing that job that I'm sure is so time demanding, energy demanding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like emotionally demanding, I'm sure. Like it's, it's draining so much of you. I can only imagine. So watching other people do that kind of gave you that spark of like, oh, why can't I pivot too? Why can't I do something else too? Um, and, And that's honestly why we're having this conversation is because, you know, if you're not seeing other people do that, it would never occur to you. Okay. I can do that. You know, we're very much instilled you go to school for one thing. And, you know, if you're going to go to school for business, you're going to go into business. If you're going to school yeah. for, I can't think of any other college major. I know. I like I know. for English and I'm like, pre-med or PT. I mean, right, right, right. All those millions of other paths pe- people can take. Yeah. If you go to school for that, it's kind of like, okay, now that's the next step is to get a job yeah. in that using your major. And it's, I wonder if it's like, it's almost like a self-identity thing too. And that's kind of what I'm it hearing is. for you, right? Like, like, Think about how much you change from the ages of 18 to 22. And you're not even done fully growing yet. Yes. At that time, when I was 18 and I made that choice to go to nursing school, I was a completely different person three years later. So for me to make that decision at 18 and to feel like, okay, this is the rest of my life now, that's not realistic. No. And I think with age and as I started trying new things and trying to find different hobbies because I'm like, I need a creative outlet. I really was starting to learn that I am a different person now who has different needs than when I was at 18. When I was 18, I was a people pleaser. I was a yes person. I wanted to be that person who was a nurse. But then I'm, I am that person now. And I'm like, I don't feel fulfilled. So it's so interesting how early on we're supposed to have it figured out. And I feel like if you reevaluate at age 25, 26, once your frontal lobe is fully developed, I'm sure you would have chosen something different than you would have at 18. A hundred percent. Like we're always changing and that's an amazing thing, not something that should be frowned upon. And and that kind of reminds me too, I want to ask you about you know, like your thoughts on how I think sometimes in our society, we think if someone's leaving a job or if someone realizes Mm -hmm. they don't like their job, they feel like a failure, right? Like they feel like they failed. 
And it, it reminds me of, I forget where I heard this, but it's a quote about like talking about purpose and, and we're all always trying to like chase our purpose. And yeah. um, as if like there was one thing we were meant to do in life. And I heard a quote that was like, purpose is not about what you're meant to do. It's how you're meant to feel. So if you felt a certain way about nursing at one point in your life and you're no longer feeling that way, the it's not like you weren't living out your purpose than before. It's like your purpose has shifted. You're going to feel differently. So, and I think all of us throughout our whole lives, yes, when we're 25 and we kind of have more time to be an independent adult and our, you know, brain can finally develop. I mean, my God, but especially like throughout our, our whole lives, we're always changing and, and our purpose can feel differently. We can feel fulfilled by different things. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, what's your answer to people who say, you know, if I'm, feeling like I'm not happy in my career, I failed. So I actually posted an update on TikTok yesterday to my followers, just like a three months post leaving healthcare update. And the response was so positive, It which it, it's always been kind of like touch and go because I grew a following on TikTok because of my nursing content and because of my nursing experience. So I have a lot of nurses that follow me so I I built up this following and then I was like, okay, never mind, I'm leaving. And a lot of people were unhappy about that. They were like, boo. Really? And I'm like, okay, excuse me, I have to do what's best for me. And by this yeah. point, I was truly so confident in my decision leaving because it had been such a long-winded three-year decision from the internship till now. So I was definitely confident in my decision, but I knew that people were 50-50 about it. You had people that were like, oh my God, good for you. I wish I had the courage to do this or I did do this. It's the best thing I've ever done. Like, congrats. And then there were people that were like, I'm unfollowing you. And I'm like, that's fine. That's your choice. Go for it. But yesterday somebody commented on it and was like, I just want you to know that you helped to normalize leaving healthcare for me. And they were a CNA who they were going back to nursing school. and." She was like, I was super unhappy and I felt like I needed to stay because like I put all this like money, time, effort into doing it. And she's like, I switched out like two months ago and now I'm pursuing real estate and I'm so excited about it. And I was like, oh my God, that makes me so happy because I never want people to think that I'm being negative about nursing. If nursing works for you, that is amazing. I think all jobs have challenges, truly. Like nursing had pros and cons. Branded content editor at the Every Girl has pros and cons, but if you love what you do at the end of the day, the challenges are worth it. And for me in nursing, they weren't worth it. Like feeling stressed and spread thin and like anxious that I was going to make a mistake that would cost someone their life. Like I didn't love the work deep enough, deeply enough to feel okay with those challenges, I guess. Whereas yeah. like here, I'm like, yeah, there are obviously challenges, but I'm up to the challenge. I'm excited for it. And I just didn't have that there. So to see that I can help other people in that way, like I feel like I'm spreading positivity by negativity, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's not negativity, it's going against the grain. And I also don't want to make people who are nurses and loving it to feel bad about it or that I'm dogging on them because that's like not the case at all. Well, right. The, the whole point is not that one career is good, one career is bad. The whole point is that we should all have the freedom to continue yeah. to grow and pursue what we feel fulfilled by in any given moment. Like we all should feel okay that yes, we're 
putting in a lot of work into these careers, it's okay if in two years you wake up and are like, media is not for me anymore, or, you know, whatever career it is, like, it shouldn't feel like, well, I invested all this time. It's almost like I think about it, like, you know, people that are in long-term relationships and only yes. stay because they've been with someone for all these years, because they've put in all this, like, quote, time and energy and effort. But that yes. doesn't mean that you're going to be happier in the future with this person because you've given them your past. So it really, it's the same thing. That with the is job. the perfect, perfect analogy, right? Like, couldn't have said it better. Yeah. It's so true. And, and I do, I love, that's exactly why I wanted to talk to you about this because I think it's so important to say it wasn't a failure of a career, your nursing career, because you decided you right. didn't love it anymore. Like you had, you learned so many skills, you grew from it. Yeah. You probably learned more about yourself than you might've, if you had just gone, you know, to school for English, went through media, whatever. Like we, we are, are all on individual paths and they should be like respected and appreciated as individual paths instead of, you know, what you choose to do now should be what you have to do in the future. And I think it's really, really important to kind of continually check in with ourselves on like, are we truly happy or are we just going through emotions because, you know, we think we're supposed to, because we only have one life. Yeah. We got to live it to the fullest. Why not make decisions and change based on how we're feeling in the moment? So, and also, cause I know people will be wondering, Talk to me about like what age you were when you started feeling like nursing wasn't for me. Like how long had you been in the field? And then what age did you transition into like full the every girl media? So to be fair, I ignored the red flags and had gut feelings about it while I was still in college. But I ultimately decided that this was not for me. I could not do this forever about a year in. So I knew pretty early on, but I also didn't make any rash decisions. I'm like, this is still a great job. Like I have benefits, like I stayed in it. But at that point, the wheels were already turning that I was like, this isn't it for me. This ain't it. And so that was when I was, I'll say 22. I started feeling like, okay, this is not going in the right direction for me. Once I turned 25, 24, 25, I moved to Chicago And that's when I applied for the internship. So I had an internship at 26 years old. And I had the privilege of doing that because I had a full-time job. Like I understand that it's very difficult for a lot of 26-year-olds to be able to sustain an intern lifestyle at the age of 26 because you got bills to pay, you have rent, you got groceries. But I was able to still have a full-time job and the Every Girl allowed the flexibility of me still being able to do both. But I feel like the internship for me was the key for me getting into media because if I were competing against people who had experience in media for an editor position, for instance, that would have been a lot more difficult for me to stand out. But given that I kind of took that step back and applied for the internship, now I'm being kind of compared with college students who might have had an internship in media, but I don't think it was as they didn't have as much experience as somebody who was 26 and going for like a higher position, I guess. Right. So I applied to the internship when I was 25 and I think I got it when I was 26 or it happened around the same time. So I was definitely older than my peers. At that point, when I was 26, a lot of my friends had been promoted in their careers multiple times. And here I am like seeking out an intern position, but I knew that was really the way that I would be able to get into media. And I did. So 
Yeah, I was 26 then. And then I accepted the full-time branded content editor position when I was 27. And I'm 28 now. A hundred percent. And I think that's good of what you said too, like acknowledging, you know, that you were in a position that even though it was crazy and you were working night shifts and then going to, you know, the office to have your internship, but you were still able to keep on a full-time job to kind of help you out. And a lot of people are not in that position either. They can't take on, a, you know, an internship in addition to, to a full-time job, or they're not in the position like, you know, they have kids to support, they have bills to pay, you know? So I think that that's an interesting um, and really important part of the conversation too, is acknowledging even as a 26 year old, that's only a few years out of college, it still is very rare to change industries And I want to ask your tips for people like you who are like, okay, I I can, you know, tack on some freelance work in addition to my full-time job. I can kind of like go down to part-time and pick up some other work and, you know, get kind of creative. And I I kind of think that's the point of the conversation we're having is if you can, it's okay to get creative on how to make money, how you want to transition into your career. You know, I, I think the hope is to encourage people to just get really honest with themselves on what do I want and how, based on my needs, can I get myself there? And to know that there's a lot of different ways to have a career that's not just the one way you graduate college, but also acknowledging that there are a lot of people who aren't in, in the position, obviously, to do it the exact same way that you did. So we're not saying, you know, everybody's going to have the same experience or the same problems or. Yeah. It's working with what you have. And at the time, I had the freedom of that. That is one great thing about nursing, especially if you're working inpatient, you do those three 12 hour shifts a week, which is kind of standard for inpatient work. I had some off days to kind of play around with, even if it was just, you know, writing a little blog post that I could strengthen my editorial skills or strengthen my photography skills by going out and like shooting some content. It really is working with what you have in your certain circumstance. And truly it is, like you said, getting creative. And that's really good advice too, of like, even before you got a new job, before you even applied to a totally new industry, you knew what skills you wanted to grow in. You probably, I'm assuming, did some research on like, what is, you know, this type of industry looking for? Like, this is something that's interesting to me. And then you did what you could for free in your own time. You started a blog you practice photography skills, you know, that, so I think that that's really good advice is to do what you can alone to just build up those skills. You know, what classes can you take on the side? Like, what are those skills that you might be missing as someone coming in later that you can be supplementing on your own? What other advice do you have for someone who, who does want to get an internship, like at a quote, older age, aka anything that's, you know, not in college or right out of college? or um, someone who's trying to jump into a new industry in general based on your experience? I think a huge thing for me was to gas myself up a little bit. And I always tell people, do not sell yourself short. Life experience and work experience is experience, period. Even if it isn't in the industry that you're trying to transition over into, there are so many skills, like soft and hard, that really live in multiple different industries. And it's really about like pitching yourself and selling yourself to be like, I'm a badass and I can do that here in nursing and I can do that here in media or whatever industry that you're looking into. So literally, even if it takes you writing down like the skills that you have in your current field and you know, drawing that arrow over to the industry that you're trying to crack into and being like, 
the prioritization of patient care can help me when I'm a branded content editor because A, B, and C, I think really gassing yourself up to the point and being realistic about life experience and work experience still being experience. I feel like nurses, especially, I know I keep saying nursing, but so many nurses that I know that are friends of mine are so talented at so many different things and they sell themselves short and they're just like, I'm a nurse and I'm good at nursing, but that means I'm not good at anything else. And that's like truly not the case. So a hundred percent. I think definitely gassing yourself up always. <laughs> that's such great advice. And it, it is kind of going back to that self-identity of, you know, if you went to nursing school and that's what you know, then you're like, I'm a nurse. I'm not anything else. And I, I think that that like, so like I had that experience because I, you know, had always been a writer, went to school for English, was like, I'm not the math girl and science girl in school. I'm the, you know, I like to read and write and, and do arts. And so I'm all creative. And I think we're very much put into boxes of, okay, if you're the creative girl, you're not going to be the math girl. Like, I just remember thinking that in school, yes. like friends were either the math and science people or the, you know, it's English. And- like putting yourself in a box. And you really have to break out of this box, these like guidelines that you have for yourself. Yes. And yeah, just, I don't know. I feel like for me, once I started to realize my power in the skills that I had, it it just changed everything for me. And how do you think you, you really did like believe it? Like it's one thing I know to say, okay, I'm not just, you know, a great nurse. I also am really creative. I'm a great writer. Like how how do you think, was there anything you did that helped you really believe, okay, I'm actually the writer, the creative person, the, you know, like content creator, like did anything you did help you like help that sink in? Cause I think that's so hard. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but validation is huge. I would write things here and there for myself. And my mom even being like, Ashley, you have a talent. You're really great at this. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, I'd like to do it, but I didn't know how other people would receive it. So I think monitoring that feedback and taking the negative with a grain of salt, because there's always going to be negative feedback. But I think I really held on to the people who liked what I was writing and putting out there when I was doing this personal blog and doing it for them and also just doing it for myself. I enjoyed reading my own writing, you know? So yeah, I feel like for me, I was getting enough positive feedback that I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, it's kind of like building up the confidence, whether it is, you know, seeking out, going to your mom, saying, mom, don't you love this work I'm doing? My mom would not sugarcoat it either. She'd be like, <laughs> girl, this private. That's nice. See, and then that's nice to have a mom like that. Yeah, because then then you're like, oh, if she likes it, then I must be awesome. Yeah, but I think right. no matter, you know, no matter who your audience is or who you would go to with, you know, whatever pivot you want to make in your career and, and whatever thing you want to pursue, I think there's always ways to seek out people who are in that field, like to yes. network, you know, with people that are in that field. And, and if it is something that's like work-based to show them, this is my work, you know, can you look it over? And then, and even if they give you feedback, I think that that's, you know, going back to like the learning skills, because then you'll know you can learn enough skills so that you are making work that you believe in and and that you really have the confidence. So there's probably a lot of ways to build confidence. And I think that's a really great tip is to gas yourself up however you can and to get the confidence to change your self-identity of I'm not just this in the box 
version of me, I can be so many more things and I can pursue what I want. So I think that's amazing advice. How did you get the courage to, you know, walk away from a career you spent so much time and energy in? Like, I know now we've talked about going to a new career. Yeah. What gave you the courage to leave the career? The courage was really my reasoning for leaving in the first place, which was feeling run down and emotionally drained. And it got to a point where I was so solidified in this role as a branded content editor. Like I had been doing it for almost seven months. It was going well. I was getting great feedback. I enjoyed the work. And at the, like, then I would go to these shifts on the weekends and they would just drain me to the point of, I would feel hungover for days. And I think I just got burnt out. I think like a lot of other nurses and healthcare workers, I was burnt out and I was in a comfortable space finally that I was like, okay, it's time. We can cut the cord now. I think it would have been really, really difficult for me to cut the cord when I was an intern because there was so much uncertainty there still. But I really dragged out my... uh, It's not quitting because I still like... I still have my license and stuff, but to walk away from my position at Lurie, it took a lot because I didn't hate the job at Lurie by no means. If I was ever to stay in nursing, it would have been because of Lurie because it was such a great place to work. I really liked the coworkers, but at the end of the day, the burnout, which I will credit a lot of that burnout to adult emergency because that is a entirely different beast and customer service on another level. Oh my God. But I think... I was just like run down and I had been for years, but I was finally in a comfortable place to be like, okay, it is time. We can close the chapter now. Do you think you would tell yourself in retrospect, like don't wait until you're burnout to make some changes? Or do you think it all worked out, um, you know, as it should have? I think I probably could have um, stopped nursing earlier. Um, I actually very highly considered being done with nursing right before the pandemic started. But once the pandemic started, I got this like fire in me that I'm like, all right, this is why I'm a nurse. So like buck up, like let's give our all, see if like, you know, like I just, I felt like this was my duty. Like I had to stick around during that. And I did. My feelings didn't change at all. It just really prolonged that same end result. But in retrospect, I definitely could have been done in, what was it? 2020 pandemic time, I probably could have made that transition because that's when talks started happening with my managers that they wanted to keep me on and whatever. So I am very lucky that I had nursing on the back burner to like for financial reasons while all of those things were, you know, all those moving parts. Cause there are so many different moving parts when you're applying, like there wasn't even a position ready for me yet when I was ready to be done mentally. But then once that position was ready, I was like, take me, please take me away. I need, I needed something to take me away from nursing. And that really, that really did. Yeah, for sure. So to have things lined up so that when you feel that moment of like, okay, I'm, I'm ready, it's time to go that that you have the option to, to go to. And even on that note, like of having things lined up, that was my reasoning for applying to the every girl in the first place. I needed that deadline to be like, I need a portfolio. I need a resume that is not so nursing focused. And I need a cover letter and I need a mindset shift. And I needed all of that by a deadline. 
if I wouldn't have gotten the internship, it wouldn't have been the end of the world because I was never expecting to get it. But I wanted to be ready for when an opportunity came along. So having things up for yourself and setting yourself up for success so that when an opportunity comes for you, comes your way, or if I were to make an amazing connection with somebody, I could very quickly hop on it. So I think always just setting yourself up for the possibilities. That's really good advice. Like it, like it's almost like obviously you got to a place where you were burnt out. And I'm sure a lot of people in healthcare and really demanding industries, you know, might experience that type of burnout, but but not everybody needs to get to burnout. It sounds like kind of, you know, before you get to that point, the goal should be to feel prepared, you know, as much as you possibly can to have your portfolio ready, to start networking, you know, to start yep. kind of networking or to start forming connections with people and setting yourself up for opportunities before you get to the point where you're like, I got to leave immediately. Like I got to get out. Literally. A hundred percent. So I, I think that's really good advice. My boyfriend who's a recruiter always says the best time to accept a new job is when you're not looking because you want to, you know, like be in the, um, be in the place where you're not like desperately trying to just leave. And then that's, and then you don't say yes to the first thing that comes your way just 100%. because it comes your way. You have the flexibility to be able to wait for the thing that you're dreaming of. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, you know, the best advice is like, if you're not a hundred percent in love with your career now to start setting up, uh, you know, pursuing a hobby on the side, I think is enough to kind of be putting yeah. yourself in the mindset of what else could there be? What is the right job for me? What's the right company for me? Um, so starting as soon as possible in your free time to have your resume ready to start making connections, start networking. Um, I, I think all of that is is really amazing, amazing advice. I know you'd have such good, good insight into how to realistically change careers. Because I know a lot of people look at it and say, I can't change a career. Like that's too hard. I don't have time. Yeah. You know, and I don't I think my people, bills. I think that sometimes people look at me, especially on TikTok, because I have shared my journey of nursing. I think people look at me saying, oh, I left healthcare thinking it was a split second decision when in reality it was a three years in the making transition that I had been really prepping myself for every step along the way. Yes. I think that's really, really, really important for people to hear because I think a lot of people look at any, you know, public figures too, that all of a sudden, you know, get like quote overnight success. And there's no such thing as overnight success. It's always, what have you been doing for years and years and years to set yourself up for this? So I think that's a really, really, really important reminder. Last question before I let you go, this has been so much good advice. What is your biggest regret? Do you regret anything? Do you even regret going to nursing school and pursuing that originally? Like, I want to just know, you know, looking back, would you have done anything differently? You know, it's hard to say because there are times when I do regret not listening to that voice in my head when I was not feeling it in nursing school, but I am really proud of myself for sticking with it enough to know for sure that it wasn't for me. So I'm not going to say that I regret it, but I wish I would have given that voice in my head a little bit more credit earlier on. I think it would have saved me a lot of heartbreak and burnout in the long run. But when I take a look at my journey from a bird's eye view, all of it's like the butterfly effect, right? Like if I didn't stay in it or if my timeline was even a little bit different, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So I try to just look at my journey as 
a journey, you know, like <laughs> all of the little pieces along the way and all of those shifts that maybe I look at as, oh my God, that was a terrible shift. There were so many skills that I built in my time being a nurse and so many amazing people that I met that I would never change that experience for the world. It really is like, and maybe this is helpful for people to think of it this way, but it really is is the same vocabulary as like talking about a relationship that doesn't work yeah. out. You know, it doesn't mean that that relationship was not successful. I mean, there are certainly right. some relationships that I could have done without and regret. Yeah, right, sure. right. Absolutely. I mean, we all do, but it, but in, if you really have to think about it, like, would you, you know, because you've learned so much from it, like even the relationship with the asshole guy, I wouldn't take it back because I learned so much about myself and, yeah. you know, and, and I think that a lot can be said for the same with careers of, of like every opportunity you've had, everything you've done, every way you've spent your time has brought you to where you are now. And you've realized and learned so much and become a person that you yeah. are because of the experiences that you have. Yeah, somebody, um, I was answering a Q&A on the Every Girl Stories a couple of weeks ago and somebody asked, how do you deal with constantly getting rejected when you are applying for jobs? And it brought me back to the time that I was applying for my first nursing job. And there was this job that I wanted so bad. It was actually the job that I had my senior internship. It was that pediatric emergency department at the University of Michigan. I'm like, if I don't get this, my life is over. Plot twist, didn't get the job. It actually went to my spam email. So I, oh. I take it back. I did get the job, went to my spam email. You're kidding. I swear to God, I didn't see it until the day of. I still, by the way, I still responded by 5 p.m. <laughs> However, she calls me the next day and she's like, this obviously shows that you don't have very good attention to detail, yada, yada. And I was heartbroken. I was sobbing for days. I felt like I had been broken up with because in my mind, this was my job. Like this this is where my life was two and a half years. And I look back on a time like that and I'm like, one, I would not have wanted to work for somebody like that personally. And two, if I would have gotten that job, there is a 0% chance I would be scrolling one day while living in Chicago to see the Every Girl's hiring editorial interns, which changed the entire trajectory of my life. So I try not to look back and regret anything because it all has led me to where I am today, which is a lot happier than I was when I first started my career. Oh my God. That's such a a great story to always keep in mind of rejection is never like an ending of something. It just means that's not the right thing. Yeah. It's so cheesy, but like what's meant to be yours will never pass you by. And I try to live by that because you can spend a lot of time chasing leads that, you know, they were never meant for you in the first place. Just let the universe do its thing. I know. I I love that. And I I think like you can ask anybody. Why stress about it? (laughs) That's right. Why stress about it? And you can ask anybody, even I'm like trying to think of it myself. Like, is there any, any time that I was really sad or heartbroken or, or rejected and I thought it was the end of the world? that I actually, that that wasn't actually the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, like I, I I don't think that anything, anytime we felt rejected, we all can look back on those moments and think, oh, that's why that happened. You know, like there's, there's a reason that that happened. So I, yeah, I'm going through life. Like if only we could remember in retrospect or on the front end, when I'm feeling rejected, it's not because, you know, I failed and, you know, they didn't like me. It's because there's something else better for me out there. So 
I think that's a great thing to keep in mind going through the process. It's hard to tell yourself that when you're feeling disappointed and heartbroken, but then I look at my position now. And if I could tell that girl who was crying on the floor in fetal position, you know, it's all going to work out and it does. So it's all going to work out. I know there's always something better. Thank God for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing all of your insights and your stories. Yeah. It's always, always a pleasure, Josie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 